Welcome to the Wrestler of Faith Audio Podcast. Once again, the Wrestler of Faith Audio Podcast is brought to you by Anchor FM. Do you want your voice to be heard across the universe? Yeah. Do you want it to be accessible for anyone to go on any mainstream and like be like, yo, what's this? Yeah. Then Anchor FM is the place for you. What? You want to know the best part? What? It's free. It's free? Yeah. Welcome to the Wrestler of Faith audio podcast. Your name is... Rick Davis. Your, what's your name again? What's your name again? Alexander Hamilton. See, I got it right this time. For you guys that listened to Parts of Unknown last week, you heard the drastic butchered uh, naming. My name is Michael Davis, and it is once again time for the Wrestler Faith Audio Podcast. Big Rick, our faith helps us figure things out. Why, yes. Yes, it does. Wait, uh, is that a question or like a statement? Yes, it is. Okay. Both. Both. Our faith helps make things make sense. Yeah. It is our faith that puts things in the balance and pulls our thoughts and our wonderments onto a scale and helps us weigh out our worries and our concerns. Okay. As uh, I am a United Methodist pastor, and as a United Methodist pastor... Are the founder of the United Methodist Church, the unintentional founder of the United Methodist Church, John Wesley, had this daily study practice of dealing with making things make sense. And John Wesley used the reasoning of life, his experiences of living, scripture, and his faith traditions to weigh things out and try to make them make sense. It's called the Wesleyan Quadrilateral. And it's one of the things that we are encouraged to use. Reason, experience, scripture, and tradition. We are encouraged to use these things to figure out how that we can live as faithful people in the name of Jesus Christ in this time and in this place. So today on the Wrestler Faith Audio Podcast, Big Rick, there are some things that bother me that just do not make sense about professional wrestling. So we are going to use today on the Wrestler Faith Audio Podcast, reason, experience, scripture, maybe not scripture, and tradition to try to make some of these things that don't quite make sense for me make sense. So can I can I present the first thing to you? Yes. And then you and I can kind of hash it out a little bit and try to make okay. it make sense. Okay. So when I grew up as a kid, I used to watch like the old NWA, right? Yeah. And now in the old NWA, you always had Dusty Rhodes and he was wrestling Arn Anderson or Tolly Blanchard or somebody. And then out of nowhere... Rick Flair and and Ole Anderson or or Tolly or Arn would come in and make it a four on one disadvantage until another wrestler came out to try to stop things, right? Mm-hmm. So here's something that it's never made sense to me. 
when I used to watch wrestling as a kid, the security guards would be down there at ringside. And they would be there kind of watching the fans and whatnot. And it always bothered me. Why aren't these security guards turning around and running to the ring to stop what's going on? Okay. So now, like, even now, okay, sometimes there'll be a jump going on. Like, the shield will jump somebody. Or, um... What's another? What's another heel Undis- faction? Undisputed era. Uh, un- Undisputed era will jump somebody, and sometimes other wrestlers will come out and stop them. Sometimes they just stop and leave, but every so often, and it's rare, the security guards do come out and do try to stop them. But isn't that the security jo- guards' job <laughs> to, okay. to stop that stuff? Okay. Two things. Oh no! One, would you go in the ring if you saw a group of very in, bad people and beating up someone? If you went into that ring, that person on the ground was good is gonna be you. You wouldn't have a chance. And two, aren't you trying to stop the fans from getting hurt by jumping over said guardrail to all fight it? All right, you just made two points. So let's let's start with the second point. Okay. The second point was trying to keep the fans from getting involved too. Because that's their that's their that's priority. their main job. That's their priority, and they could have been told by Jim Crockett or Jim Hurd or Vern Gagne or or um, holy crap Eddie Graham Eddie Graham Fritz von Erich uh, Cowboy Bill Watts. I just named all the owners of the yeah. territories. Um, they he, they could have been told by them, hey, you keep the fans out no matter what's happening in the ring. So they get paid that their focus. That makes sense. Okay. But but what about the first one? The, I don't know. If, the, if, if there's you like went a in there, group of people, they're probably going to beat you up too. Well, 100% of the time, that's what happens, isn't it? Yeah. If the security guards ever come running out... So they don't have a chance in the first They place. get beat up as well. And I'm going to tell you, they that's always that's always bothered me. WWE hires some uh, professional wrestling. I won't say a specific company. Professional wrestling, sports entertainment, hires some of the weakest, weakest security guards... Especially for the high-impact violent sport that they have. I mean, every time that you see a security guard get in that ring, they get rocked. Well, I mean, think about it. I mean, they're maybe not be as strong as the wrestler, but they're strong enough to keep the fans at bay. Remember the WrestleMania kickoff oh, show during the Andre the Giant Royal Battle Royal? crap. Okay. You know what? Straight up. That is an example of kayfabe gone wrong. (laughs) Go ahead and explain it. Explain it to the view listeners that don't remember. I forget which one it was at. It was Gronk. It was Gronk. Okay, so it was during Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I forget which WrestleMania it was. Um, But Mojo Riley was in the ring and they are going to do a spot where Kronk came in. Gronk. Gronk came yeah. in. 
Gronkowski. And um, the football person. From the Philadelphia Eagles. Was going to come in and, like, tackle someone. And then Mojo Riley's going to throw them out and win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. This one. Are you. Go ahead. That ends up happening. But before. Well, Kronk's trying trying to go in over the barricade to get into the (sighs) ring. One kick out. One kick butt, kayfabe, kick buddy. Butt. This is a religious podcast. This isn't parts of unknown. Sorry about that. One kick butt security guard stopped him. She stopped him. She stopped stopped Gronk before they could get into before he could get into the ring. Yeah, and they got it straight, and Gronk got in the ring. You know who I think it was? And I need to go back to the tape. I think it was Girl Hebner herself, oh. Aubrey Edwards. <laughs> I really do. I think it was. But I need to go back to the tape and check. That's the but, problem. It's just a bunch of weak guys trying to security guards. I'm going to tell you right now that every football team in the NFL should have signed that lady up at that <laughs> moment. Because she had Gronk locked down. She was on that guy. It was so, yeah. absurd. Yeah. So, that is the only time that I have not seen a, 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 a... Wait, no, but wait. She's not a security guard. She was a referee. No, she, she was No, she was security, wasn't she? Yeah. Okay. Then I don't think it was Aubrey either then. I thought it was a referee, but it was it was security. I'm t- Some NFL team needs to sign that security guard up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And speaking of kayfabe, whoever's driving that car up there is going to die. Yep. Yeah. It's probably past 930, 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's 9 o'clock somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Um, God, so kayfabe, brother. Kayfabe. Yeah, but you know the other thing with the security guards, a little break of kayfabe for a moment, that's how they test a lot of new wrestlers out when they have it. Mm-hmm. Most of the security guards that come down to the ring and get involved, well, especially 100% of the ones that take bumps are all local talent. Um, what's his name was one once on SmackDown. Uh, uh, Watts, Watts was on there. Was, yeah, but, he was a security guard and he handcuffed, I think, Kevin Owens or someone. And Baines. Baines was a security yeah. guard once. And, um, and... Oh my, I can't, Bateman. Bateman was a security guard once. For all of you guys that don't know who we're talking about, we're naming off championship wrestling from Hollywood wrestlers that have popped up on WWE. And by the way, all of them also showed up on an episode of Lucha Underground as security guard too. Those same three guys. Yeah. Key security guarders. And at once, I've seen a Adam Pierce right now that works uh, uh, backstage as an agent for WWE. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think Adam Pierce is in charge of 205 Live now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he. I, I saw him as a security guard get choke slammed by the Undertaker. <laughs> Straight up. All right, so that's the first one, the security guard issue, and the and I guess our response for that and the answer to that is. Unless that it's a female security guard, they're going to get beat up anyway. So they just stay out of the way. All right, so here's the other thing that I don't understand. 
All right, so you know that the people get a beatdown going on or somebody's got the microphone and they say, I'm not going to leave until I get my way. And then their music starts playing and they leave. Or they're out there and they're just laying a smackdown on somebody and they're Uber and they're violent. And then their music plays and they're, oh, I better be done now and I'm going to leave. What is it about theme music that makes people want to leave the ring? I don't know. Maybe like it's like some hypnotized thing. <laughs> like before they get, uh, before they have their first match, they go into a dark room, and it's like a what's it called? Uh, a hypnotist? Not not a hypnotist. What's it called when you like join something and you all the cult? No, not uh, they. The brainwashing. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, this is it's the ritual before you before every first match you gotta do this. Yeah. And then, yep. <laughs> and so they get brainwashed. So when when they brainwashed Bray Wyatt, they just kind of went crazy with that, didn't they? I think he was already <laughs> crazy. Like he knew that what brainwash was going to happen and I don't think he got brainwashed. I think he brainwashes other people. You know what literally made me start thinking about that? So Bray Wyatt's the fiend now, right? And then yes. he, he's uh, this uber evil guy who has popped up in the ring and has jumped so far Finn Balor uh, has jumped Mick Foley mm-hmm. is that it? Um, Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle but he's this big evil guy that everybody's afraid of but when that music hits he's gone <laughs> I I think he ha- him and Bray Wyatt have controlled chaos does that make sense? they go uh-huh. out there for a purpose uh huh and then they disappear. Yeah. Like in a horror movie, they'll they'll do their whatever thing they're gonna do, and then they'll go away. Well, you see that that we need to work that into a horror movie, and the person that finally ve- beats the uh, the big evil villain, they start they figure out what their theme music is, <laughs> and then they the the villain comes in to attack them. And they just, they pull up on their iPhones, their theme music. Uh, oh, I uh, better go. <laughs> yep. Okay, what's your... Uh, is, that the, is that the only explanation? Brainwashing? I mean, brainwashing or, it again, controlled chaos. I wonder if it's got something like, to do with like their, uh, their contracts. Their contracts. What if, what if they got a contract that says, hey, we play your music, you leave or you don't get paid. Ooh, what that's if, you. What if it's in their contract? Uh-huh. Yeah, just listen. That music hits you out of there because that's when they got the paycheck ready, so just get on out. The only there's, only... there's one time I can think of that music started playing and they didn't stop fighting, and that was the introduction of the Nexus. You remember that? That was awkward. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. They just, just... Everything. Destroyed everything. Yeah. So, so far we got brainwashing and uh, contract, contractual agreement. Yes. All right. So, here's the, here's the other one. The black... You know how that they have a blackout every once in a while? Uh-huh. And then the lights come back up and there's another wrestler in there? Okay. Like an, a wrestler yeah. just magically pops up in the middle of the ring? Element of surprise. What's up with that? <laughs> It's the element of surprise. Well, there's at least two people that ain't surprised. The person that turned the lights on and off and 
the person that's in the ring. So how is it that it always works out that they can get the lights turned out? I don't know. They're they're either they're either holding someone against their will because it's usually a heel that does it, or they're paying someone off. Fair enough. So you're saying that somebody's got some dirt on the backstage crew. Yep. And they're holding that dirt against them. They get they got the the send button almost pressed on the on the Instagram photos. Yep. And they say we'll delete this if you turn the lights on at the right time. Right? Mm-hmm. All right, so SoCal Pro Wrestling. Were you there tonight that Judas got jumped by the masked wrestler and the lights went out and the lights came back on and the masked wrestler was in the ring with him and jumped him? Uh, I think so. I so I we know who we know who's in charge of all that. Yeah. So that I I I got some back backstage dirt that might answer this question. Ooh. I think the owners are in on it. Yeah. Because that night I saw the guy that kind of owns and runs SoCal Pro Wrestling. He's over there on his phone. Oh. He was talking to somebody and he put his phone down and the lights went out. So I think the owners are in on it. I think they need to they 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 need to test their they they don't like who's on top. So they got to kick them off somehow. Yeah. And they just, oh, if I turn the lights out, somebody's going to pop up. It's always, I call always. it the the David Copperfield. No, no, not. I was going to use the name of an old magician. You know what it is? What? It's the Carbonaro effect. It's the Carbonaro <laughs> effect. <laughs> if they turn the lights on and off, then magically somebody appears. It's mm-hmm. It's got to be. If, if brainwashing will make somebody leave the ring when their music plays, then it's the Carbonaro effect <laughs> that makes people pop up in the ring when you turn the lights on Maybe and Maybe that's where people go when they go in that, you know, the magician box that people go into, and then when they open up the curtain, they disappear. They're, they go into a dark room when the lights come on. Oh, oh! Oh, <laughs> that's awesome! So you're saying like the Undertaker's in Las Vegas somewhere in a magic trick? Yeah. And then they make him disappear there and he reappears in Dunning, West Virginia? Yeah. Shaw. Wow, the Carbonaro effect is awesome. Yes. I'm going to use it all the time now. <laughs> it's just, in a, I'm in a class. It's, it's <laughs> Turn the lights it's like, off and turn them back on. It's like... Triple H. Hey, Ricky, pop quiz. I'll turn the lights out. <laughs> turn them back on. I'm gone. Where is Miss Davis? <laughs> no, no, someone appears. You turn them uh, off, you turn them back on. The person appears that has the Sasha che- Banks. That cheat sheet with all the answers in their hand magically. Yeah. <laughs> what is there anything like that, that that you think of that just doesn't make sense? That just doesn't make sense. Yeah. That um let's see. That people who um, don't like each other team together, but like they don't do one. They they work together. People who don't know each other being put in a tag team together and just going so fluently, like how <laughs> fluently they're. In. Yeah. All right, let's well, let's work both that you said. First of all, there's people that hate each other, but they'll tag anyway. I'm, I can answer that answer right now. M O N E Y. Well, yeah, that's the answer for everything. <laughs> but then, but no, the next question is a good question because how is it that two people that get thrown together 
have fluent tag team, double team moves that they do. Because think about it, like the Rock and Roll Express, all right? They've been wrestling 30, 40 years, right? Uh huh. 30 years, not 40. I'm not, my man Ricky Morton, I'm not going to add age to my man. 30 <laughs> years. But so him and Robert, they're going to have smooth tag team moves because they've been working 30 years. You know, the Rock and Roll Express have a shot for the Ring of Honor tag team titles I right do. now. I do, I saw that. Yeah, I am really excited to see that. Really excited to see that. And then, like, who else? Like, Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian. Yeah. They grew up together. Grew up together. Years upon years of tag team experience. But then, like, Impact will have, uh, what what did they call it? Uh, Strange Bedfellows, or what was it? I never when remember. When yeah. they had the night where it was all tag team matches, and people who were in feuds against each other had to tag together. That goes back to my other question, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, it, M-O-N-E-Y. M-O-N-E-Y. But, but on this question, but then there, but, but most of those matches, they were having fluent tag team moves, and some of these people, it was their first time wrestling together. Like, back in the day in WCW, they had the Lethal Lottery, and they had, like, mystery tag team matches, and then, like, one match was, like, beautiful Bobby Eaton and some other, like, Tracy Smothers. And those two guys were both, like, tag team wrestlers. So that made sense. But back in the day, like, the Attitude Era, like, when The Rock and Steve Austin were forced to tag together, uh-huh. that made no sense that they had fluent tag team moves. So make it make sense. Well, no, you're making it make sense for me. I offer, oh. I propose the... Oh, they're, they're, they're professionals, baby. Oh. They're professionals. They can step up and perform big time. They because it is professional wrestling. They, no, okay. They get a mannequin. They go to the their nearest store. Um, home, uh, home, home Depot. Home Depot. They make a, a mannequin. mannequin. <laughs> go backstage and just practice their moves it's like, on it. <laughs> I mean, brother, I don't like what? I don't like you, Rock. What? But we're going to practice tag team moves together. What? One drop kick? What? Two drop kicks? What? what? Uh, all right, that makes sense. They're professionals. They step up and perform yeah. at the highest level no matter what. You got one more? Um, one more? Not off. There's oh, how come? No, no, that one makes sense. Never mind. Well, just oh, say. Oh, yeah, yeah. How come people disappear for a while? I said I have like disappear for a while, and then they'll come back full gear and interrupt a match. How come the people they're interrupting don't know that they're there? Because they probably were in the locker room. How? No, were. that's for real. That's all right. That's not even kayfabe. That's for real. Like the Hardys. Allegedly, when the Hardys came back at WrestleMania, nobody, not even the other people, knew that they were there. Like, the other people in that tag team match just knew whoever came out last was going to win. That's all they knew. They didn't know the Hardys was coming out. Like, the times that the Dudley boys, like, the Dudleys came back and nobody knew. Uh, I I I know the factual answer for the Hardy boys thing. Well, it's the same for the Dudleys. They snuck well, them in late and put them in a bus. Yeah, they were in, like, a trailer in the back and then, like, put towels and hoods over them. Well, that's, that's what they did for Honor Rousey, too. 
that's the kayfabe answer too though it's like that's all uh, big daddy vince trying to make some money shock people uh, that the kayfabe answer is the real answer on that the 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 ownership it's like jeff dino calling to turn the lights out mm-hmm. uh, it's like the owner the, the ownership's evil yeah that's the answer you to all of our questions that out yet the ownership's <laughs> evil yeah. all right that was fun that was absolutely that was fun. fun all right that's a wrestler faith podcast for this week my name is michael davis what's my my name is rick davis what's my name Rick Davis, have a week.